I wanted to open up actually to pray for a family that is in our network. And so while we love uh, being the family church and I love being a part of the body of Christ, we are actually a part of a network called Ohio Ministry Network. It's the Ohio Assemblies of God. And uh, something tragic happened in our community uh, just yesterday morning. Our assistant um, uh, superintendent passed away in a traffic accident. And so uh, this is just, th this death is just terrible. And, and the sudden ones just seem to be especially gut-wrenching. And so this is one of those things, and you may not know the name Jim Palmer, but when you go through a series like this about uh, not this year Satan, it's about basically becoming who God wants you to be and putting a line in the sand. And I only know how to do that because of men like that that have paved the way and are heroes to me because they've lived their life in a way that just honors God from the back to the front. And so uh, he's leaving behind a wife and some grown children and grandchildren. And so would you pray with me this morning for the Palmer family? Father God, we lift up Renee Palmer and the rest of the family, God. We do not understand tragic loss like this. God, all loss hurts us, God, but the sudden ones seem to cut especially deep and to be very very unsettling. And so, God, we lift up the other people that were involved with the accident, people that were at fault. God, I just pray for their hearts, God, that you would minister to them. God, I thank you for a, a life lived uh, even at 62 or three years old, God, of, of just pure honoring you. And so, God, I thank you for the testimony that he's uh, left behind. God, we lift up his family, his kids, his grandkids, especially his wife on this morning. God, be with him. God, be with Pastor John, our superintendent. God, as he uh, fills that position as our, as our network moves forward without this great man, without this child of yours, Jim. We thank you that he's definitely in heaven and worshiping today. But, God, we lift up all of the loose ends and the broken hearts that are left behind. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's, uh, it's important that we understand just that, that God is, is so big, and, and, um, and those moments just, just can flatten you, and um, it's important that we go to him in those darkest moments. I want to open up with, a, with our scripture today, and then we're going to begin building a message that I am really, really excited to preach today. Go to 1 Thessalonians, if you will. Um, it's right at the end of 1 Thessalonians, and so it's in chapter 5. And this is actually we're saying, where Paul is saying like goodbye at the end of his letter, and it's verses 23 and 24. I want to read these to you. It says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Amen. We're in this series called Not This Year, Satan. And what this is about is because we get to the beginning of every year, and it's a natural time of, of um, looking back, and it's a natural time of looking forward. And, and sometimes we look back at last year, and we just couldn't be any happier that the door closed on it. Like, who is honestly happy that 2019 is over? Like, it, it was not a good year for you. As, as over. I, I appreciate your honesty. Those years come, and thankfully they go and then we look forward into 2020 and we're like god what are you know what are some things that you want to do this year and we look at and we take personal inventory and we we look at things like numbers on the scales number in bank accounts and we're like ooh 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 and we're like throw that scale away that's full of the devil and like give me another donut 
Thank you, Lord. But seriously, we look backwards, we're looking forwards, and, and some years are full of pain. I was talking just with people this morning, just going through the grind of life. And sometimes these things tend to stack up on each other during those times. And so uh, you may have come through and had uh, rejoicing at the end of a trial, but 2019 could have still been a year of just general warfare for you and general oppression for you. And so um, we're looking forward, and I believe that God has some victories that he is intending for you to experience this year. And, and things happen in our lives. We like to cause a lot of them. We're very good at, at, uh, at, at, at hurting ourselves sometimes. But that line in the sand is that not this year, Satan. I want to achieve and experience the victories that are in God's plan for me this year. Who else wants to experience the victories that God has planned for them in 2020? That is what this season is about. Can I tell you this morning that God wants you to be healthier this year? I believe that when I read the Bible. And so uh, let me go through some stats. These are a little depressing, but it's fun. Over 60% of people actually like make what we call a New Year's resolution. Like it's something that you have at least spoken out loud to like yourself. You may not have shared it with anybody because, you know, heaven help it if we had some accountability and, and actually, anyways, anyways. So 60 plus percent of us make New Year's resolutions. Welcome to February, by the way. And the stats say that over 50% of those New Year's resolutions have already gone by the wayside by February 1. Oh, man, kicking me off the stage. Here's the thing. Over 70% of those New Year's resolutions have to do with health. Things like drinking less, specifically alcohol. Like that's, a, like, like, that's a reasonable goal. People understand, like, the money attached behind it, maybe the stupid things they do when they're doing it, and things like that. So uh, that's on there. Uh, let's see, things like eating better, uh, smoking less or quit smoking or chewing tobacco, those kind of things. Um, people that deal with different addictions, they want to either fight them, reduce them, or cut them off in this year. And then there's a whole just list of things that have to do with actually changing your physical appearance, your physical weight, um, how you feel facing an illness or different things. And so over 70%, which makes sense to me because out of the ones I've made, I would say probably... 80% have had to do with my health. And I believe that God wants us to be healthier. But get this, in 1 Timothy 4.8 it says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So what are we being told right here in this little scripture is that physical training, worrying about how we are physically healthy is good, but there's so much more to the story. So I've been hanging out at Planet Fitness lately, literally hanging out. I don't actually work out. Um, well, they have like free pizza one day and they give you free Tootsie Rolls and like I think that's a little counterproductive personally. Um, so I just say, not this year, Satan, and I, you know, I walk past the walk past the free stuff, but I get to hang out with other cool people like our worship leader Adam and Pastor Conan hangs out there in the morning. He actually like 
crushes things there. Like the, the machines cry when Pastor Conan walks near them. Like, please don't run on me today. I, I have a limited lifetime warranty and, and things like that. But I'm there um, partially because of things like wanting to get healthier. And, and last year was kind of my moment of of just feeling like I needed to do something different as far as my health and how I felt and things like that. And, and so I've, and, and my wife is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you have one of those in your house, but she's been very patient and she loves to eat healthy and, and things like that. And, and so she's encouraged me this way, but she's been very patient. And last year is about March. I did a plan with a lady who works across the street, helps a lot of people. And I just began to um, because the gym wasn't the answer, I had to go after my love of food. And uh, I, it's, it's not been easy, but, uh, but it's been almost a year that I've kept off about 25 pounds, which is like, that's 10% of me. Like, I'm like, where'd that, like, but then what's great is the doctor still tells you you're fat. Like, it's like, thanks. Like, can I just have my gold star and, and, and get back to, you know, eating half a pizza instead of a whole pizza? Like, can I, can I just, can I just do this? But I'm in the gym and, and if you want to people watch, there are just a few great places to do it. Like Ohio State Fair, um, pick a Walmart on a Friday night. The later, the, the later at night, the better. Um, the gym is a fantastic place to people watch and you're watching the people come in and out and like I have no stones to throw like this is not judging this is just kind of enjoying God's creation here and just the different people that come in and like there's the people that are super intense like if they don't work out their head's gonna explode and their life's gonna be meaningless and just shut up and you know go eat your protein bar and your 10 10 calories for the day and and you know and and just move on with life and and then there's the people that they're just there to talk and uh and so like especially like two like two lady friends will come in they'll just be like they're just they're just doing this on the treadmill and and and, and i mean their mouth is moving faster than their legs and it's like <laughs> and then there's people that just sit like on on equipment and just play with their phone and then there's the selfie guys Oh, groan. Yeah, and, and because guys, when they know they need to get in better shape, they go to the gym, but this is all they know how to do. And I've been in this category before. You go towards the weight equipment, and you just want to put more weight up. So you're not actually changing really. Like, you might be building some muscle, but you're really not changing. And then even, even better is that they forget to do their legs because they just want to work on their chest. And so you've got all these top heavy people like kind of <laughs> wobbling into the gym. And, uh, and, and you know, it's so funny. It's so funny. And then these two guys were taking pictures of each other on the equipment yesterday. And I just, oh, we all need Jesus, but some more than others. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the gym. What's, what's a sermon about health doing here, Adam? What's, what's going on here? Because that doesn't sound very spiritual to me. 
And here's the thing. Many people don't see the connection between their spirit and their health. And, and I'm only sharing this to you because this is something that, that I am still walking through. I have, uh, it, it's, it's something that, that I am still wrestling with. And so there's, this is not judgment. I'm trying to, I believe, release a word of, of health to you this morning that God wants all of us to get. But how can a sermon about health be spiritual? That's because most of us don't see that connection Guess who the doctors were in the Bible times? The priests. Now, I don't want to see your boo-boo. I'll lay hands and pray for you, but, but we're, we're going to keep that part separated from my job description here. If that's okay with me, and it's okay with you. But it was understood in the Old Testament times that you went to the priest to deal with your illnesses. Many of the laws in the Old Testament that overwhelm us today that we don't live under, but most of the spirit or, or the understanding behind those had to do with benefits physically and spiritually. And so many of them had to do with just keeping themselves uh, to, to clean and, and to avoid disease and, and how to process it. But, but God wanted his people to be both holy and whole. And even if you talk to most doctors today, they know that people are hurting on the inside, and so often what is happening on the outside is connected to what's going on inside. I mean, it's proven that just what extra stress can do can spike other illnesses. I mean, we, can, we are hardwired for all of this stuff to go together. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, saw the connection between these things. I want to read our opening verse again. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. And if we hear those, there's a word in there that I just want you to hear so clearly this morning. It's the word whole, W-H-O-L-E. God is concerned for our wholeness. And he understands that there's three parts of us. There's our spirit, there's our soul, and our body. And we're going to talk about that this morning. If we want to have a real health victory or victories in 2020, we need to see the connection and the value of all three body, soul, and spirit. Let me give you a, a, some loose definitions so we can kind of navigate this. Our spirit is our eternal life. And we'll talk a little bit more about spirit this morning. Our soul is who we are. That's your identity. That's your intellect. That's your emotions. That is the person of Adam Donnell, that is the, that's who you're seeing. That's, that's my soul on display. Like that's, that's, this is who I am. And then we have these bodies. That's our flesh. And, and that have the, 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 the bruises go on those and, and, and the cuts and all those things. But God cares about all three. It says in his word, he says, and, and even when God, Jesus is praying, it says, thy kingdom come. And, and he says these expressions over and over again about the kingdom being at hand and about uh, the kingdom coming into its existence when Jesus came on the scene. And so it is important that we are saved 
that's the initial component with us walking with the Lord, and it's the, it's the piece that's necessary for our spirit to, to be saved. But God came that we would have a fullness beyond that. He came so that his kingdom would come in our lives, in our existence, that my soul would be made whole, that my body would be made whole. I'm allowed to, to, I, to claim this under the cross of Christ. Salvation is the access point, but it is also just the beginning. And I say just in like tongue-in-cheek because salvation is it's everything. It's the most important thing because without our salvation, without having a relationship with God, nothing else matters. And so back to the gym or even going to see a doctor for something wrong, we, or, or even for a checkup where everything's right, we can look and, and be physically healthy. And maybe there are times in your life, and even right now, where you are generally physically healthy, but if your soul is a mess, if your spirit is dark, does it matter? No, it doesn't. And so God cares about all three. At verse 23, it says, make you holy in every way. Means that God wants to bless your spirit, soul, and body. We've got a really cool church word for this called sanctification. If you've heard that word and been like, huh, this is what it means. Sanctification is the process of making you whole, making you holy. And, and that's what is so exciting about being in ministry to me. I love salvations when the light goes on. But for, for most of you in this room, that glorious moment occurred a long time ago. So then what's the point? The point is God wants to keep making you whole. And when I see people move through that process, it is awesome. It is life-giving to me, and I want to encourage you that God is still making me whole. And so we are all going through that process of sanctification after we come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. And so it's not a scary church word. It's a word that you need to be thankful for because it means that God loves you so much to take you the way you are, but he loves you so much not to leave you there. And so many people just say, well, I got my get-out-of-hell-free card, and so now I'm just going to keep being me, but I got this ace up my sleeve for eternity. There's a reason why God's kingdom came now is so that we can live as kingdom subjects, kingdom citizens now. I don't need to wait till heaven to live as a child of God. I get to live as a child of God now. And I get to subject my will, my soul, my spirit, my flesh to him now so that he can use those things for his glory now. Got real quiet. Y'all thinking about the game. Who's rooting for the Chiefs? Okay, who's rooting for the 49ers? All right, we got some more Buckeyes on that one, so I might be leaning that way. But who's rooting for the commercials? Who's just glad there's no football for eight months? Two big doors straight behind. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I cry a little bit on Super Bowl Sunday. Because, no, I'm just kidding. I don't. I do miss football, but moving on. Stay with me. This is good stuff, I promise you. God just he dropped this stuff in me this morning. To sanctify actually means to set apart from, for special use and to make holy. God cares so much about 
the complete us, that He wants every part of us to be made special and to be set aside for His purposes. And you're like, He wants this? Yeah, He does. More importantly, He wants this. He wants your passion. He wants who you are. He wants who you are to line up with all of who He is. And that's available to us. Not just our spirits. God is not just interested in blessing you spiritually. He wants us to be blessed in all areas of our lives. Now, we can get a little mixed up on what blessed means. Blessed can mean carrying a cross and does mean carrying a cross. Blessed can mean and does mean laying down our life for the sake of others. Blessed can mean going through hard times if, if, if that's where he has us. Blessed can mean pushing through something that's difficult. But blessed means that we are in God's hands and we are in God's direction. We're in God's care through all of those steps. So then when I am subjected to him in all three areas of my life, then no matter what is happening to each of those parts of my body, I can call myself blessed. Because I'm his, and I've, and, I've, and I've subjected those things to him. Paul is not just praying that our spirits be conformed to God. He is praying that our bodies and our souls are conformed to God. Big thought for today. True wholeness, true health requires health in your spirit, soul, and body. And so we're basically making the case for that, that your total health is going to be an average of those three things. And so many people can, like I said, they can be the most healthiest person physically, but their soul's a mess. They're lost. And, and, and it, it, the physical health won't matter. But if I'm full of Jesus, but my physical health doesn't allow me to to. to to function, then, then I'm, I'm, I'm holding back the other parts of me as well. Jesus said he came for the sick. And it's easy for us to look around, just as I make fun of, you know, or laugh at some other people that are maybe doing things a little, things a little differently at the gym and, and the selfie people and the, and the, the grunters and, you know, and look at me and, and uh, the, it's easy for us to look around and, and see the sickness in other people and be like, man, I'm so glad. God, they need saved. Like, they really need saved. And I think we, sh we could recognize that and pray that. But if we're being honest, we need to look at those three parts of ourselves, our spirit, our soul, our body, and say, God, I'm... I'm I'm not healthy in these areas. We, we don't necessarily think of the word sick, but if you're not healthy spiritually, you basically have the flu spiritually. Like, you're, you're, you're not doing well there. You're, you're, you're on, on life support there. And there are times in, in my life where I've been on life support spiritually. There's times where my soul has been, has been challenged and, and things like that. And so Jesus said he came for you. He came so that your spirit, soul, and body, that he wants them to all be healthy. And I get overwhelmed just trying to, like, just trying to make health adjustments, period. And I'm like, man, I can't do all of those things. And the good news for you this morning is you can't, but listen to verse 24. 
He says, he who calls you is faithful and also will do it. God is the one that moves us to wholeness. Now, yes, we can, we can get our, our, our heart in better shape. We can, we can do some things that to, to follow along, especially for our physical thing. We can participate with God spiritually by, by coming to church. Thank you for being here. You are participating with God's plan to make you whole spiritually by being a part of a local community of believers and coming to church. You are participating. That's the same thing as like taking the medicine or doing the exercise that a doctor uh, prescribes you. What do doctors know? Like, isn't, aren't we all terrible? Like, I go to the doctor for something hurting, and like, I just want a pill to fix it. And the doctor says, well, your shoulder hurts. Here are these five exercises that will help your shoulder feel better. I don't want to do no five exercises every day. Like, what are, the recipe was given to me. And so I was in a car accident uh, forever ago, like 20 years, long time. And, uh, and, and we got basically T-boned by a semi-truck, me, me and my best friend. And so this shoulder's never been right. Like, I throw a football like most 10-year-olds can outthrow me. Like, it's sad. And, and most 10-year-olds can, like, arm wrestle me and beat me. It's kind of pathetic and, uh, and humiliating, and I've cried a lot about it. But anyways, I have like this, like, I would have this click when I would move my arm back like this. And so I've been, like, this has been the most faithful I've been uh, going to the planet. It's what the cool people call it, planet fitness. Mostly because the doctor said any conditioning I do now, I will be grateful for after the surgery next month. So I'm trying to listen to that. But all of a sudden, I was on this exercise thing. I'm, I'm moving these weights. And it hit me that the click was gone in my shoulder. Man, that doctor knew what he was talking about. I could have done these exercises last year and gotten the, like, my shoulder doesn't hurt in the morning right now. What? We don't want to participate with these things. How do we work with God to allow him to sanctify us, spirit, soul, and body? It is important to notice the order that God places them in. Because so often when we're broken, we see the symptoms physically and we just go and we want to fix those symptoms. Well, I don't feel good. I don't like how I look. I will like myself if I weigh, pick a number. And so that's what we go after and we chase ourselves, right? Has anything been adjusted in your soul or your spirit? No. So often we go backwards on this and, and, and we just mask the symptoms with something and we wonder why we're on this loop. It's important to notice the order that God sanctifies us. It is always the spirit first. It is always the soul second. And it is always the body third. Why do the majority of New Year's resolutions relate to weight, food, smoking, alcohol, and exercise? Why? Because we're not stupid. We like life. The last thing I need to tell somebody is that they should, that they'd be better off without doing that. Duh. Most people I know that struggle with those different things, they don't like it either. 
Why do we make those goals? Because we like life. We know that they could be better if those things would change. We want to live as long as healthy as possible. So why then do the majority of those same New Year's resolutions fail? Now get this. I am always happy to encourage anybody that makes us a change positively for like, I'm, I'm working on saving money. I'm working on what I'm eating. I've, I'm, I'm working on smoking less. I'm working on this and that. I will cheer you on because I think anything there, any victory, no matter how small, you're better off than you were before and keep going. And it might be the fifth time you quit. It might be the 10th time you quit. It might be the 35th time you quit. It might be, it, it's, we don't know. Those are worthy things to do. But any physical goal that does not consider the spirit and soul has little chance of leaving you truly healthier because you are working out of order. Now, I didn't just give you a pass. I just want you to go to God in this. So how do we, how do we submit these things? How do we go in the proper order? Number one, submit your spirit to God. Well, Pastor Adam, I'm saved. I gave my life to Jesus a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not necessarily talking about salvation here, although I am, like, it is the biggest, like, most amazing first step ever, but it is still just the first step. And I never want it to come across like I'm belittling it. It is, it is everything, but yet still just the beginning. I, I don't know any other way to explain it. So you're saved. It's not what I asked. How is your spirit today? If you picture that your spirit to be a flame inside of you, how bright is it? How big is it? There are times in our life where I know I'm, I'm not questioning my salvation, but my spirit has been, I mean, we're, we're talking embers here. We can get crushed by things. Right? How's your spirit today? The first thing we need to do is submit our spirits to God. And, and, and if, if that's been a while and you are in that place where your spirit is weak today, I want to encourage you to submit your spirit newly, newly today to the authority and the sovereigns of God. Because He loves you and He wants your spirit to be whole. He placed the Holy Spirit in you. He wants us to be walking fireballs, for crying out loud. Like, it, it should be like, people should know when we enter and leave rooms. That's the power of God that should be, that can be evident in our lives. And, and, and there should be, should, should be an energy. There's a, uh, there's a capacity for it. And, and, and it's going to go up and down regardless regarding the mood or the things going on in your life, but it should never be something that has died out or has become weak. If we are whole spiritually, then he is able to heal our souls. I want to take a little bit of time here. Submit your soul to God. I've joked about this before, but, but like, I don't get to just claim like jerk as part of my ethnicity. Caucasian, uh, let's see, 44 years old, jerk, deal with it. And like, I don't get to just claim that for my life. 
I did for most of it, and I still can like peg there when I get out of line. There's stories that just can't be told. What is happening in our culture today is that we are claiming things that are our, our identity, and we're saying, hands off. This is who I am. Deal with it. Got quiet. This is applying sexually. This is applying just relationally. This is all over the place. This is saying, this is who I am. And everybody and my God needs to understand that this is who I am. And so God is going to fit my soul. Really. Tell me how that's going for you. When we submit ourselves and our souls to him, what we are doing is we are saying, God, you now have permission to take my soul and line it up with Jesus. That's the blueprint. Intimidating, amazing, awesome, yes. But the Bible I read says that's the deal. We don't get to say this is who I am. Because guess what? We are all naturally. We are all sinners. Everything that we default to is likely to be wrong. And so we have a culture saying, back off. That's their identity. Woo. Excuse me. Yes, it is. But if you want to see victory, if you want to see wholeness, then you take that soul that you might be so proud of today and you hold it up against the blueprint of Jesus Christ and you say, oh my gosh, my soul is sick. My soul is unhealthy. I'm hanging on to things. I'm claiming things for myself that do not line up with the word of God. And I wonder why I'm not healthy. I'm not here to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm here to help people become whole people. And the lies out there are designed by the enemy to keep you from being whole people. And the only way we will ever find true wholeness, true health, is inside the plans of God for your life. And so God has an identity for each of us. He has a God-given plan for your life. And when we say, God, I want you to save my spirit. God, I want you to bless my physical body. But hands off of this part. And also what we don't realize that we're hanging on to is the pain and the sickness or the distortion that our soul has experienced from the damage of others. And so we've got physical symptoms. There's a reason why that, that we're chasing this, this number on the scale. There's a reason why we're chasing these numbers. There's a reason why. And, and, and we'll keep looping those same things because if, if we don't accept who we are, if we don't love the person that God made us to be, if we don't love that person at this weight, we're still not going to love it 10 pounds less. Because 
because there's something that's off in the soul. When I go to the doctor, and, and part of this thing that why I shared this, just even uh, uh, part of uh, losing this weight this last year, was I knew that God wanted me to last year. You're like, what? Just so you can preach a few more years? Well, if you don't know, most of you do, that I'm getting ready to do a liver transplant thing. We've got this date in Cleveland in a couple weeks. I was almost disqualified because of my BMI. If I would have weighed the same I did last year, I couldn't have given her part of my liver. And I felt like I needed to lose weight last year. Like it, it, it was more than making Danielle happy. That's not a good enough reason. It was more than just, okay, I want to be around for the great grandkids. You know, I want those extra years. I want to be healthy even the last years that I get. There can be a big difference in those last 10 years. I felt like I was supposed to. And even still, like, I had to do extra testing because I am still considered, like, level one obesity. And it's like, I want to look in the mirror and say, like, I'm not too dis... Like, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I've been fatter. Like, I've... I've, I've usually the only time I run is chasing a pizza man or the ice cream truck. What is the doctor comparing my numbers to when I see him? Is he comparing them to the other guy just like down the road from me that looks exact same and feels pretty good even though there's maybe... No, he is looking at the numbers that matter. There's a, there's a certain range of numbers. I had to get 25 vials of blood taken. I get all these tests back and they are comparing all of my numbers to the medical standards. I'm here to tell you today that normal is usually not healthy. The Bible teaches us that without God, we live in a fallen world. Our default is actually unhealth. Our, our default mode is sickness. Our default mode is selfishness. Our default mode is just to worry about physical things and to chase them and chase them and chase them. And that's because the enemy knows that if we will ever focus on our soul, if we will ever focus on our spirit, not this year, Satan. He wants to kill you. And if he can't kill you, he will distract you. And so I could spend hours in the gym and feel physically better but my soul could be a mess. Number one, submit your spirit to God. Number two, submit your soul to God. Number three, submit your bodies to God. Romans 12.1 says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is pretty clear. It says that if you are in Christ, you belong to Christ. And we're real funny about stuff. We, we tend to live by toddler rules, even when we're in our 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s, and 60s. And that is, this is mine. If I can see it, it's mine. If I played with it five minutes ago, it's mine. If you have it and I want it, it's mine. If, 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 mine, 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 mine. I've got a toddler moving into our house next Saturday, and I know he's going to learn that word pretty soon. 
mine. And we look at our bodies, we look at our souls, and we say, mine. His. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. It says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. I'm not here to pick on anybody today. I'm here to encourage you today. The Word of God is here to encourage you today. God wants to heal your spirit. God wants to heal your soul. God wants to heal your body. There are people in this church and connected to us that need a miracle today. They need a miracle. That might be you. Can we pray this morning? We've got a team of people that'll be up here, a couple teams. Most Sundays we, we I think we tend to maybe walk out a little too quickly or or move our brain back onto what we're making for company coming over later today or something like that or the Super Bowl game or what's going to be our favorite commercial today or whatever. I really felt like the Lord was wanting to give an extra emphasis to invite you to come forward and receive prayer this morning. Sometimes it's just more meaningful when you've come and you have somebody agree with you in it. And I don't know where your need is this morning. I don't know where that hole is in your soul that is still just, you're experiencing physical, physical ramifications to something that's, that's, that's deeper than that. God wants you to be And a prayer night might not be an instant fix, but it can at least be a moment of submission and where you you come to the Lord with your hands out and you say, God, it's yours. My spirit, it's yours. I want that flame to burn hot. God, my soul, it's yours. I want it to line up with who you say I am, not what the culture says I am. Surely not what I say I am. Maybe not what my dad said I was or, or whoever said mean things about me said I am. God, I, wanna, I want my soul to be who you say it is. And friends, if you haven't picked up on it by now in this message, God loves you. And if you don't think that he cares about your body, it just said in that last verse, it just said that it's the temple of the Holy spirit you bet he values you if you want to touch this morning I pray you come forward receive prayer we'll have extra people that are ready to pray I'll pray with you I, any, I promise you somebody will pray with you if you come forward this morning 
We're going to stand up and close and worship. If you made a decision for God this morning, if you want to talk to somebody, you can ask for, uh, connect with us through next steps. Um, but let's stand up and worship and uh, see what God wants to do with these last closing minutes.